the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is A Mother of Great Faith. On this Mother's Day when we honor mothers, I want to focus attention on the mother of Moses, who deserves much of the credit for what her son became. In the drama of Moses' birth, recorded for us in Exodus chapter 2 that was just read for us, all of the actors are anonymous, for God is the primary actor in the story. We do learn, however, from Exodus chapter 6 and verse 20, the names of Moses' parents. It says, Amram married his father's sister, Jochebed, who bore him Aaron and Moses. Amram lived 137 years. Jochebed, like other Hebrew women, was a slave. She had a she had to work in the brickyards or labor in the fields all day. Slavery is certainly a horrible. Uh, institution, whether it be in ancient Egypt or the United States or the Caribbean, it is an evil institution which destroys um, people, and um, there is no way in which we can um, accommodate that um, in our day to day. But Pharaoh was concerned with the high birth rate of the Hebrews. So before Moses was born, he decided that every male child born to a Hebrew woman was to be killed. And we find him saying this in Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. It says, Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives. When you help the Hebrew women give birth... Kill all the boys as soon as they are born. Allow only the baby girls to live. When this evil scheme failed, because the Hebrew midwives would not carry out this order, Pharaoh gave an order to all the Egyptians. And in verse 22, it says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Throw all the newborn Israelite boys into the river Nile. 
but you may spare the baby girls. By all human standards, Moses never had a chance. There was already a death sentence upon him before he was born. Pharaoh's order was one of Satan's early efforts to prevent the birth of the Messiah by attacking the Jewish race. Now it is beyond our imagination to know just what went on in the heart and mind of Moses' mother during her pregnancy, knowing the threat that hung over her baby if it was a boy. So I want you to note, note three things about, about um, Moses' mother. First, Moses' mother was a woman of great faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Now it was a bold step of faith by a loving mother who was willing to place her life on the line for her son. She dares all for the life of her son in this battle of right against might. Wasn't she afraid? No. She had faith that God would be there to help and would protect her son. Jacobet exemplified a remarkable faith in God, and as a result, she and her husband are placed alongside Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Gideon, David and Samuel, as uh, hearers of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 3 uh, says, But when she could no longer hide him, she got a little basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the edge of the Nile River. Can you imagine the anxiety that filled Jochebed's thoughts during those terrible three months hiding her son. Perhaps she was driven to take this decisive action by seeing the agonies of some neighboring mothers as, they, as the soldiers of Pharaoh discovered their child and ruthlessly extinguished its, uh, their delicate life. I believe the plan to save Moses was something that was formulated in heaven. Put yourself in Moses' mother's place for just a moment. Look at the last night her baby was at home before she placed him along the banks of the Nile River. Others in the family might have slept, but I doubt that she slept. All through the night she must have prayed that God would shield and protect her, her baby that he would bless the step that she was about to take, which was a desperate step. At dawn, Jacobed must have kissed her baby goodbye, and with aching heart and tear-filled eyes, 
returned to her work as a slave in the brickyards, hoping that somehow God would do something which she can't even imagine. She had done everything that she could. When a Christian does that, you can depend that God will not fail you. How easy it is for God to give the needed help, no matter how helpless it might seem. If we only believe that with God all things are possible. Jacobet did everything she could and waited on God to do his work. She did what she had to do and left the rest to God. Now, some people think that um, all you need to do is just to trust God and he will do everything. But God does not work that way. You have a responsibility, and God has a responsibility. Parents, are you willing to trust your children to God? You have done everything you can for them. You have given them everything you can possibly give them. And now they are away from home. You don't have the control you once had. You can't. Uh, watch over them and attend them as you could when they were young and at home. Now they have to make it on their own. They have to make their own decisions, go their own way, establish their own paths. Can you trust them to God? Can you believe that God will care for your grown children even as he cared for baby Moses on the banks of the River Nile? Oh, for that kind of faith. Oh, for the readiness and willingness to commit our children into the hands of a covenant-keeping God who promised through his word in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse, and verse 6, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. How much relief could come to us as parents if we would simply rest in the confidence that God cares for and is willing to to, um, move in the lives of our children as he moved in the life of Moses. But secondly, Moses' mother's faith was honored by God. Her faith was honored by God. In Exodus chapter 2, 5 through 8, we read, Soon after this, one of Pharaoh's daughters came down to bathe in the river, and her servant girls walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the little basket among the reeds, she told one of her servant girls to get it for her. As the princess opened it, she found the baby boy. His helpless cries touched her heart. He must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl rushed home and called the baby's mother. Moses' mother knew God would help her in some way. But I don't think that she ever dreamed that God would help her 
by sending Pharaoh's daughter to save the baby and to adopt and to adopt him. How greatly God often exceeds our expectations in the deliverances that he sends. He does for us far more than we can ask or think. The most Moses' mother dared to pray for was that his life would be preserved, that he should be restored to her that very day and nursed at her bosom, that he should become the son of Pharaoh's daughter, that he should grow up to be a great, wise, and powerful man. This was a blessing Jacobed could not dare to have dreamed of. But this is God's way. He exceeds our expectations always. He gives faith more than faith looks for. The providence of God brought the, the princess to the riverbank at just the right moment, the right hour. She looked in the right direction at just the right moment, and the cry of the baby came at just the right time. God always does things at the right time. He may seem like a little slow at times. He may not come when we want him to come, but he's always on time. So the princess felt sore for the helpless little, little baby. She recognized the baby as a, Hebrew, as a Hebrew and knew quite well how he came to be abandoned. That it was the result of her stern, unrelenting father in his policies. But the baby's cries made her forget that she was Pharaoh's daughter and that she would be going against what he, what he wanted. Miriam, the baby's sister, was at the right place at the right time and offered to get one of the Hebrew women to, to nurse the baby for the princess. She agreed and Miriam went back and got her mother. You see how the Lord does things? Pharaoh's plans were foiled by God using his own daughter. Moses' mother was paid for doing what she wanted to do more than anything else, to nurse her own baby. I imagine Jacobin must have uh, got down on her knees when she got back home and poured out her heart to God in thanksgiving and praise for what he had done. I think that one of the ironies of history is that Pharaoh's edict was made the means of introducing to his, into his own court the future deliverer of the race he meant to destroy. But I can tell you that if you give God a chance, he will work miracles in your life. He will open doors which no one can shut. Moses was a chosen vessel of the Lord and God wanted him to get the right kind of start and so he gave to Moses a good mother. Amen. He would not trust baby Moses to the most brilliant childcare specialist in Egypt. He knew that the best person on earth to trust with that baby was his own mother. When God sends us great personalities, he wants them to have the right kind of, of, of mother. So he sees to it that they have a good mother, and God is particular about mothers. They are his special agents in the transformation of society. 
The great need of this country today is for good mothers. And I would say fathers, but since this is Mother's Day, I'll just focus on the mothers. The men will have their time on Father's Day. He wants mothers who will take seriously their responsibility. It is so true that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And if every cradle in America was rocked by a good mother... America would be filled with an abundance of good men and women who would do the right thing. If every boy and every girl in Roxbury, Mattapan, and Dorchester had a good mother like Jacobed, we would not be in the situation we are now in the present time. A young man joined a church, and when the preacher asked him, what was it that I said that led you to accept Christ? And the young man replied, nothing that you said, sir. It is the way my mother lived. I tell you, if mothers and fathers would live and function as they should, the teachers in our public schools would not have such a difficult task trying to teach our children. The school dropout rate would not be as high, and crime and violence would not be the problem that they are today. Schools would not have to install metal detectors to keep out weapons of death. There would be no need for security guards posted uh, in schools. One of the most important jobs in our society is that which is being done by those who work with young people, teachers, parents. Being president of the United States or governor or mayor or basketball coach is small compared to being a mother or a teacher of children, whether in the public school or in Sunday school. The mother of Moses did more for the world than all of the kings of Egypt put together. To teach a child to live, to love truth and and to hate a lie, to love purity and to hate vice is greater than inventing the spaceship that took astronauts to the moon. I'm convinced that the godly nurture of Moses that he received during his early years with his mother shaped him for receptivity and response to the call of God in his life. Nothing you can do for your children, nothing you can give them is as important as making them aware of who God is and their responsibility to trust him. It is not superficial to say that the destiny of nations are fashioned on the laps of mothers and fathers. Should the question be asked, where did Moses learn about faith? I would have to answer from his mother. Where did he get the backbone to say, I won't be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter from his mother? When did he learn his identity as a Hebrew from his mother? But thirdly, Moses' mother regarded motherhood as a special responsibility as a special responsibility, and we could even say a sacred responsibility. Amen. 
in Exodus chapter 2, verses 9 and then verse 10, Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I'll pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when he was older, the child's mother brought him back to the princess, who adopted him as her son. The princess named him Moses. She said, I drew him out of the water. As surely as Moses was put in his mother's arms by Pharaoh's daughter, so God puts your children in your arms, mother, as a sacred trust and responsibility. Every mother has to answer to God for the way she raises her children. Take this child and nurse him for me, says Pharaoh's daughter. Remember that your child cannot be what he or she has never seen. If she has never seen mother or dad at prayer, if he has never heard mother uh, and dad speak the truth in love or stand up for justice, don't expect your sacred trust to be what he or she has never seen. God pays in joy that is fireproof, recession-proof, and devil-proof. He will pay you, mother, don't you worry. You will receive blessings here while you're still here on the earth, and you'll be blessed when you get to heaven. So get your name on God's payroll. Take this child and, and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. It's an awesome responsibility to be a mother, but you can count on God to provide you with the resources that you need in order to do the job he wants you to do. No matter what your circumstances, no matter how many fears may rise up against you, no matter how many forces Satan may throw against you in these difficult days, God's will for your son or daughter will be accomplished. Do you believe that? Maybe not today, maybe not next year, maybe not five years or ten years or even twenty years from now. But God's will and purpose will be accomplished for your son or daughter. So don't give up praying for for them if they do not know the Lord, if they are still in the far country of sin. Trust God and he will intervene in the life of your unsaved son or daughter. Moses spent 80 years doing his own thing before he was ready to do God's will. And when he reluctantly responded to God's call, what a wonderful leader he became. Mothers, there is hope for your sons and daughters. I know that some of you have children who are not saved. Children who are not in church today and are not even thinking about church. But on this Mother's Day, I want to let you know that God is still with your children because he answers prayer. You have prayed for your children and your grandchildren and God is going to answer your prayer. So on this Mother's Day, 
We take time to do special things for our mothers. We send cards, buy or cook dinners or purchase special gifts. But if we really want to give a gift that really counts, give a gift that amounts to something. Give a life that says to those we honor that their labor, their love, their prayer, their teaching and sacrifices have not been in vain. Whether honoring a mother, living or dead, give a gift that counts. A life that has been surrendered to Jesus Christ. A life that has found its way back to the church where it was nurtured. A life that is determined not to let sin and Satan be in control. A life that says, if the Lord wants somebody, here am I, send me. Send your mother. A greeting that says your name has been recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. And she will be happy, glad. She'll be joyful. Moses' mother's faith should be a reminder to all of us that God does make a way where there's no way. When it seems that the road is too rough to travel or that the battle is too hot to fight, or that the enemy is too fierce to face, or that the burden is too heavy to bear, or that the obstacle is too great to overcome. Somehow, some way, God does the impossible and he makes a way. So when you feel that you just can't go any, any further, when you feel that you just can't fight any longer, when you feel that you just can't handle anymore or that you just can't be any stronger, don't worry, for God can still make a way. Just as he made a way for the Israelites and for our slave ancestors, he'll make a way for you. Trust him for he will not fail you. No matter how bad or how difficult or how frustrating or how sad or how painful or how troublesome or burdensome your situation may be. Remember, nothing is too difficult for our great God. Mothers, this is your day. Enjoy it. Give praises and thanksgiving to God, no matter what your circumstances may be. For God is in absolute control. God will honor and fulfill his promises to you. God will hear and answer your prayers. God is fully aware of your particular circumstances. God will take care of your situation, and God will not leave you, neither will he forsake you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.